0: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.
1: If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15.
2: Hi, welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, your host for A Happier, Healthier Mind. I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy, relaxed, and most importantly, yourself. So today we'll answer the question that many of us ask ourselves over and over again, why am I so tired? Tired is itself a slippery word there's physically tired, heavy limbs, moving through metaphorical mud, or drowsy eyes. But there's also emotionally tired, like a lack of motivation, feeling unable to deal, and the most common, I just don't feel like it. Fatigue is often a medical issue, and it could stem from anemia, thyroid issues, pregnancy, cardiovascular problems, or other culprits. But sometimes there's no clear medical reason for flagging energy and dragging drive. And sometimes the tried and true trio of sleep diet, and exercise doesn't help as much as we wish. So, to round out the possibilities, we'll look at fatigue from psychological sources. We'll use three perspectives—diagnosable disorders, exhausting situations, and tiring states of mind. So let's start with two diagnosable disorders that include fatigue in their constellation of symptoms. Culprit number one is depression. Depression results in both physical and emotional fatigue. You not only have no energy, you also have no motivation. Either way, it feels like both mind and body are slogging through knee-deep sludge. Everything is an effort, perhaps even getting out of bed or taking a shower. Depression is also particularly tricky because sleep, even lots of it, doesn't relieve the fatigue. And on the flip side, depression can also mean sleeping too little, like trouble falling asleep, waking up in the middle of the night, or waking hours before the alarm goes off, with only crickets and the occasional siren for company. Either way, feeling tired and often a hopeless, meaningless exhaustion is the result. Depression is awful. I won't pretend that a quick tip like think positively, do yoga, or cut out gluten can make depression vaporize. Believe me, if it were a matter of employing a quick tip... The 10% of Americans who suffer from a depressive disorder would have done it by now. So enlist the help of a physician or a psychologist, or better yet, both, if you suspect depression, and shop around until you find qualified providers you like and trust. If I may offer a tip, it's this show up. It may all seem pointless and empty in the moment, but go through the motions of doing the things you used to like to do. See your true friends, even if you're an irritable grump. Exercise even when it seems stupid. Show up to work or show up to class. Show up and do your best to show up again. You will not feel ecstatic, but you'll feel better than if you don't go. Culprit number two is anxiety. Worry is exhausting. Vigilance is strenuous. All that tension is draining. Even the classic leaking of anxiety from the body, the jumpy leg, is tiring. Worrying about things all the time, a constant draining buzz of worry that gets in the way of living your life, is called generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD. The key symptoms are being easily fatigued, tense muscles, feeling on edge, and disturbed sleep. In short, a recipe for exhaustion. So the tip, rather than waiting until your anxiety is gone before forging ahead, try doing so while feeling anxious. Because anxiety is nature's way of telling you that something might not be safe, but it's often wrong. The cure for anxiety, counterintuitively, is to do the very thing you're afraid of. But you don't have to jump in with both feet. You can start small and then grow from there. So visualize getting on the plane. Write one paragraph of your novel. Write out what you would say if you were brave enough to pick up the phone. In a nutshell, that old face your fears adage really is true. Sometimes anxiety is more about what ifs. What if someone kidnaps my daughter? What if the car crashes? What if I don't get in anywhere? Therefore, another tip. Try shifting your focus from the endless terrifying possibilities of what if to what's happening right now. Describe what's going on around you. What can you see, hear, feel, and smell? Scan your body and notice how it feels. What are you thankful for? What is going well? To copy Oprah, what do you know for sure? Ground yourself in what is, rather than letting the what ifs pull the rug out from under you. Next, let's move on to states of exhaustion caused by a situation. So culprit number three is caregiving. Taking care of a loved one with a chronic illness or raising a special needs child is exhausting. And I mean marathon every day kind of exhausting. As one caregiving patient put it, you know you're a caregiver when going to the grocery store feels like a treat. So here's the tip. You are a hero but not a sacrificial lamb. When you're on the high wire of caregiving, you need a safety net. Say yes when others ask if there's anything they can do. If possible, create a system where you delegate or trade off with others. Learn about services in your community from adult daycare centers, special needs or integrated play groups, respite care, transportation services, and grocery and pharmacy delivery. See yourself as the coach of a team, not as every single player. And finally, allow yourself to feel what you feel and then get support. Suppressing resentment or guilt is wearying, plus it will just leak out in other ways.
0: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.
1: If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite luxe Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15.
0: Just go to NetSuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's NetSuite.com slash podcast25.
2: Culprit number four is having all your eggs in one basket. A singular focus can feel virtuous. 80-hour work weeks, unwavering focus on a child, a never-apart relationship. If it works, it's devotion. But if it doesn't, it's a drain. And often, it ties you too closely to one outcome. In the inevitable rise and fall of life, even a minor setback can feel devastating if you're not cushioned by other interests and values. So a tip, wear more than one hat. An oft-cited 2011 study showed that working moms, particularly part-timers, have better health and less depression overall than stay-at-home moms. This certainly does not doom stay-at-homers to depression, but the overall message is that several manageable roles create a buffer. If one area of life isn't going well, Hopefully the others are. A traditional version is work and family, but in today's world, anything goes. So for example, one happily single marathoner friend of mine says of work, friends, and running, she needs at least one to be going well. So even with shin splints and a boss on a rampage, she takes refuge in friends who feed her emotional energy and get her through. In another example, a chronically ill patient of mine found herself slowly becoming a professional patient with a life comprised only of doctor's appointments, a surefire way to drain the life from her, well, life. She pushed back by investing her energy not only in managing her illness, but also in her grandkids and an online shop for her artwork. In a final example, a recently retired patient was referred to me for unexplained fatigue. Work had been his identity. And so together, we determined that his fatigue stemmed from lack of purpose and lack of meaning. So a combination of going back to work part-time, volunteering, and joining the local choir reinvigorated him. Culprit number five is clutter. This is a surprising contributor to fatigue. Stuff is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, stuff can make you feel secure. I know women who carry three purses at a time and men with a car trunk full of stuff just in case. It makes them feel prepared. And if it's not hurting you, go for it. But sometimes stuff can drag you down. So teetering piles, clutter with no designated place, and maddening numbers of lost items make home an exhausting stressor, not a refuge. So here's our tip. If your stuff costs you more than it buys you, for instance, you can't invite people over, you can't use your home as intended, or you feel like stuff runs your life, hold tight for number six, feeling overwhelmed. And if you know that clutter is draining your energy, but you can't bring yourself to donate or toss, Ask yourself what you're really keeping. Security, happy memories signified by stuff, information in the form of paper. Perhaps there's another way to find what you're seeking. Would the security, happy memories, or information truly be lost if you didn't have the stuff to signify it? Test out the idea by getting rid of just one or two items, and a week later, see if you missed them as much as you predicted. Finally, here are two states of mind that drain energy. Culprit number six is feeling overwhelmed. I'm too tired, maybe code for, I can't do this, or I don't know where to start. Facing an overwhelming task often stops us in our tracks. We are too tired to deal. We just don't feel like it. For instance, a patient of mine really wanted to change careers, but she never made any progress. She wrote it off as being too tired until she realized she was procrastinating, putting her energy towards other things first. Career change stuff always came last when she was exhausted, so nothing got done. Then, instead of treating it as if she were tired, she began to treat it as if she were facing a challenge and used the following tip. To stop procrastinating, break the task down. Start with a bite-sized chunk that doesn't drain your energy away. So cleaning an attic becomes going through one box. Writing a 20-page paper becomes working on the outline for 15 minutes. In the case of my patient, changing careers began with searching online for personal training certification programs. After the bite sized chunk, it might be time to stop for a while. Or, a pleasant surprise, the gathering momentum may carry you beyond the first chunk. So start small, and chunk by chunk, chip away. Our last culprit, culprit number seven, is boredom and underexertion. Now, everybody needs the occasional bout of eating peanut butter straight from the jar while mindlessly surfing YouTube. But if a multi day run of cable TV in your pajamas makes you feel slow and cotton headed, it's not a break anymore. Staying in the house all day with no purposeful activity is oddly more exhausting than a pleasantly full schedule. So here's our tip. Behavioral psychologists describe a technique called acting as if. Act as if you're exhausted. PJs, no shower, lying around all day, and you will probably feel exhausted. The bright side is it works in reverse. Act as if you have some energy. Stand a little taller, put a spring in your step, and you'll feel more energized. So put on some makeup or shave, even if you're staying in. Brush your teeth even when you're not talking to anyone. Act as if, and your energy will follow. So there we are, seven answers to the question, why am I so tired? Overall, whether you're worn out, weary, zonked, drained, or just plain tired, pinpointing a culprit, whether it's physical or psychological, is the first step in moving from I don't feel like it to I'm ready for anything. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. I love to hear from listeners, so be one of the first to keep in touch on the Savvy Psychologist Facebook page or Google+. A transcript of the podcast and references for the studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com. And finally, remember that the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy by a licensed professional. So please do right by yourself and your loved ones, and always seek a licensed physician or psychologist in your area for all mental health-related questions. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.
0: Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth.